This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, and a show about haiku, too. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Back. We're back. It's good to be back. Good to be back in the hot seat. Back under our original banner of the Sentinel Fort 2, recording in the Sentinel Fort, which means there's an opportunity for our listeners to name the studio again. Studio naming rights are officially up for grabs. Name it whatever you want, within reason. Yeah, we, we do... Nothing racist. ...hold ultimate veto power. Yeah. We probably wouldn't name it like... Hillary Clinton is good studios. Yeah. There's also certain FEC considerations uh, yeah, yeah, when naming yeah. the studio that we've run into in the past. So uh, patreon.com slash district sentinel. If you're not a subscriber, go ahead and subscribe five, bu- five bucks a month. We'll uh, write you a haiku. You get some access to some bonus content. If you already are a subscriber, up your, up your ante, up your uh, subscription level. Consider naming our studio. Pull together resources. Name the studio something to own us. You know, we don't care. That's right. We don't care. I'm wondering, and and this maybe touches on uh, something we'll get into later in the show, a bit of a preview here. I'm wondering if maybe we should start reaching out um, <clears throat> for corporate sponsorships, but to, to corporations like uh, Doomsday Seed Makers, Mm. And like the uh, the the chud buckets, like the Patriot chud buckets. I mean, yeah, I, Glenn Beck's kind of all, been on that scene for a decade now. Yeah, so, uh, that's but, true. But that's true. you know, as as you'll note later in the show, this is a this is an area of interest that uh, the left should take note of. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some good canned foods or something, or uh, maybe you know what? Maybe what we should do is start assembling our own district sentinel prepper kits where mm, we now, now we're talking where we go out where we get like ramen you know but the good the good ramen the not good ramen. not the 30 cent ramen we'll scoop for like the 45 cent ramen yeah and uh, a few other things maybe some flour uh some bullets i don't know because it yeah. sounds like, it, I like if, if, if things go wrong you, well maybe not bullets because i don't know if we can sell uh weapons but I don't know. District Sentinel Prepper Kids. Stay tuned for some major announcements in the new year, branching off into multiple industries here. Um, Speaking of branching off, we've got a haiku book that we're going to be releasing in the coming days. That's right. Stay tuned for this. Uh, We're just getting sort of uh, the formatting done and doing some original artwork for some of our haiku. Oh, my God. So, uh, As long as we're laughing, I feel like... (laughs) That's the only thing that matters. But but seriously, buy the book uh, for Christmas. Okay, yeah, we're get, thinking it'll be a good Christmas gift. It's a good book to have book. on the shitter. Yeah, or coffee. Co- coffee table slash shitter book. A hundred plus haiku written by the two Sams with some artwork. Yes. This is, look, this is art that supports independent journalism yeah. in the year... 2018 soon to be 2019 of our lord and i feel like if nothing else this is like you know you can tell your kids one day that this book you you bought this book to help own drumpf (laughs) (laughs) it's a good pitch so we'll we'll have all the details 
later this week. Stay tuned for that. In time for you to get it as a Christmas gift for someone you love or your enemy. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Well, w- one more thing at the top of the show here. Uh, there's going to be a new chief of staff, White House chief of staff. Yeah, John Kelly finally out after finally a, a out. year of speculation in the press that he was about to leave. The racist adult in the room is exiting the room, mm-hmm. presumably uh, not because of racism, but because of other things. Which means the race is on for a new chief of staff, which is, seems to be a job no one wants. No one wants. Uh, just, just briefly, we were talking earlier about some of the, some of the uh, uh, some of the candidates, and I had a bit of a fan fiction scenario where Trump browbeat Steve Mnuchin into taking the job, and Mnuchin said that he didn't want to take the job uh, because he liked being at Treasury. And then, then Trump says, "Hey, if you don't take this job, I'm going to fire you." As Treasury Secretary, and Mnuchin gets fired mm. because he pisses off Trump in that regard. I think that would be good, but I, I don't know. It sounds kind of lame now that I mention it. And, <laughs> I and, thought that the original scenario involved Mick Mulvaney. No, no, Mick. No, I don't think so. Mick just wants to stay at uh, CFPB. Trump, Trump's never. Well, he's he's he actually Kathy Craninger was confirmed, so he's he's on the way. He's he's yeah, OMB. Uh, I feel like Mick is like black mold you're, you're just never going to get rid of them <laughs> all right it's monday december 10th 2018 here's the news it was equifax's greed that was behind the massive data breach which compromised the identity of some 148 million people That's one of the conclusions of a House Oversight Committee report released on Monday following a 14th-month investigation into the credit reporting agency's now-notorious loss of consumer data to hackers. The report singles out former Equifax CEO Richard Smith, who in 2005 grew the company by purchasing several other firms. Reading from the report, quote, While the acquisition strategy was successful for Equifax's bottom line and stock price, This growth brought increasing complexity to Equifax's IT systems and expanded data security risks. The report goes on, quote, Equifax, however, failed to implement an adequate security program to protect the sensitive data. As a result, is it Equifax or Equifax? I don't know, but I've noticed you've you've given about three different pronunciations yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah, we're just which is fine. Just whatever will be right. Anyways, I mean these stupid corporate names are like they they expect us to it's just normalize Equifax. their name. Fuck I'm gonna it. say it right at the end here. I think you should make a point of doing different pronunciations well, we just to fuck their brand. Just to fuck but with we their should br- do okay, it for okay, companies right. too. Well, anyway, whatever. Yeah, you're you're doing fine, okay. sweetie. Just continue. <laughs> The report concludes, as a result, Equifax allowed one of the largest data breaches in U.S. history. Such a breach was entirely preventable. The committee made a number of recommendations. They include informing consumers with uh, more explicit information about what type of data is collected and how it is used, giving the FTC more oversight tools to bust companies for lying about data security, holding federal contractors more accountable, having GAO review just how effective ID protection services are. You see a bunch of those popping up. Uh, We'll protect your identity. Those all (laughs) might be scams. And you saw them pop up, especially after the Equifax debacle. Um, And also uh, the uh, reports recommending uh, reducing the use of social security numbers for identity purposes. I notice one uh, glaring omission here, which is the fact that 
you can't opt out of this credit reporting shit. I mean, I guess theoretically it's uh it's it's First Amendment. Like it it's these it's these credit reporting ghouls right to collect information about you without your consent, but it's it's that, notice that's not in there like some sort of opt out system because yeah. that that would be that yeah. would be nice. There or, is or legislation national, of course yeah. to do that, but that's probably not going to go anywhere. Never. All right, following the data breach and the company's bungled response, many top executives were forced out including the chief information officer, the chief security officer, the CEO himself, Richard Smith. Dick. Again, Dick, 148 Dick million people's personal information were compromised by this. That's roughly half the entire country. Our worst fears about Brett Kavanaugh can be dialed down for now. Today, he joined John Roberts and all four liberal justices in turning away a challenge of funding for Planned Parenthood. The case centered around whether Medicaid recipients can sue state governments for disqualifying certain health care providers. Conservative state policymakers have been attempting to disqualify Planned Parenthood because it offers abortion services. Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch all wanted to hear the case but they couldn't get the fourth justice they needed to grant cert, as it's called. Thomas wrote an opinion on the order saying that SCOTUS should not hear the case for political reasons, but because appellate courts have issued different rulings. The Supreme Court is supposed to step in when this split circuit situation occurs. But Thomas also undermined his own credibility when noting, quote, it is true that these particular cases arose after several states alleged that Planned Parenthood affiliates had, among other things, engaged in the illegal sale of fetal organs and fraudulent billing practices and thus removed Planned Parenthood as a state Medicaid provider. But these cases are not about abortion rights. They're about private rights of action under the Medicaid Act. End of quote. Old Uncle Thomas there <laughs> sharing uh, online fake news in his Supreme Court opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the cases brought after hysterical Fox News shrieking about baby organ harvesting. Uh, actually, that's the, nothing to do with abortion. This is this is all just cutting good, dry procedural stuff. Anthony Kennedy, the guy that Kavanaugh replaced on the court, often cast the deciding vote with liberal justices to protect reproductive rights that Kavanaugh didn't want to join Thomas Alito and Gorsuch today. It's a strong indicator, well, that at least the, ju the junior justice is in no rush whatsoever to rule on abortion. This is happening in spite of the fact that anti-abortion groups strongly supported Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court. Now, maybe Kavanaugh is just biding his time and doesn't want to curtail the rights of women this soon after a nasty confirmation fight featuring two very, 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 very credible sexual assault allegations. I'm surprised they were able to drag him off the girls' basketball court. <laughs> To take part in his opinion. Hey, maybe, there. maybe that's why he didn't want to rule on uh, on this. He didn't want to. He didn't want to spend more time studying the law because man's got some girls basketball to coach. Maybe, maybe. Brett Kavanaugh's creepy obsession with high school girls basketball is ironically going to save what's left of reproductive rights in this country. <laughs> that's a long shot, but. I'm now all, is the time in the show. I'm all about what? that fanfic today. Sorry. You on. are. Uh, this is the time of the show where we read poetry to our new subscribers on Patreon. A haiku. You too can get a haiku. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Let's get this started. This one goes out to Mike. Bernie's elected. Look at that. Two days later. It's the business plot. <laughs> Thank you, Mike google smedley butler if you're not sure what that is a reference to 
Finally, this is for Christopher. Time to pick mascots. Should we be the horse, Dims ask? Nope, it's donkey time. (laughs) Thank you, Christopher. And thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash district sentinel. Man, that was a pretty abrupt ending of the haiku music. That's that's sorry. okay. I'm sorry. A government report released today shed light on the effectiveness of rules designed to prevent future bank bailouts. Experts interviewed by the Government Accountability Office said the regulations are somewhat effective, but questioned key assumptions that are underpinning the safeguards. The rules stem from Dodd-Frank financial reform passed after the 2008 crisis. Under the framework, banks with over $100 billion in assets are declared global systemically important bank holding companies, (gasps) or GSIBs. God, the the alphabet soup is just too much sometimes. Among other requirements, GSIBs are forced to submit so-called living wills to the Fed and the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, plans to wind up operations in the event of severe financial distress. According to experts interviewed by GAO, however, quote, capital, potential loss, and other estimates are difficult to forecast. For example, the report states, the regulatory requirements for total loss-absorbing capacity were calibrated based in part on historical losses suffered during the previous financial crisis, but one service provider said the next financial crisis could be worse, end of quote. Cheery. Uh, Other assumptions are faulty by omission. Among problems cited by experts who spoke to GAO, liquidity contracts during times of economic stress. Credit markets would probably not operate normally three to four months after even one GSIB failure or even as just the hint of a GSIB failure was going through the media. Quote, around half of the experts expressed concern about the potential for a GSIB's liquidity to be depleted by funding runs by creditors and counterparties and ring fencing by foreign regulators, end of quote. Under Dodd-Frank, regulators are supposed to impose additional rules on banks whose living wills are deemed not credible. This is supposed to stop bankruptcies of financial firms that are too big to fail, but it's hard to come away with the impression that the tests themselves are credible after reading today's analysis from GAO. There is, however, another option under Dodd-Frank for resolving too-big-to-fail banks without a direct bailout. Title II of the law creates an orderly liquidation authority. The Treasury Secretary and the President can invoke such power to resolve big banks outside of the bankruptcy process, though even this might not be effective. As a number of experts told GAO, the bank that is being hit with this authority, quote, may contest the filing in court and thereby defeat the purpose of a timely filing. Folks... Might be time for the left to start talking about prepping. Finally, staying on the GAO beat. if you beat. do, get those District Sentinel <laughs> prepping kits. Just $19.99. We're starting early. All right, let's stay on that GAO beat. Another report released by the Oversight Agency on Monday offers clues as to why Native American health care in this country is in shambles. GAO compared the Indian Health Service, a federally administered program which offers health care to 1.6 million people, to other health care programs like the Veterans Health Administration, Medicare, and Medicaid. And while all four programs are different in service populations with different needs, there are a few things from the report that stand out. First, the huge discrepancy in funding. Medicare, for example, spends over $13,000 on each enrolled individual. The VH a, over 10600 Medicaid over 8000 but the Indian Health Service, only about $4,000 per capita. Mm. 
Now, there are a lot of factors behind the funding imbalance, but it's pretty clear that Native American health care outcomes in the country aren't anywhere near parity with the rest of the U.S. population, something GAO acknowledged when examining the key health care concerns for each program. For example, the key health care concern for Medicare was, quote, higher rates of individuals with multiple chronic medical conditions, which, I don't know, that's about what you'd expect from a program that caters to old people. From the Veterans Health Administration, the key health conditions uh, are injuries related to military service, traumatic brain injury, loss of limbs, PTSD, which is, again, what you'd expect from a program catering to war veterans. I mean, these things are inherent in a war veteran population, like certain conditions are inherent in an aging population. But there's nothing inherently unhealthy about Native Americans, and yet GAO recognizes that the key healthcare concerns with the Indian Health Service are, quote, higher rates of diabetes, alcoholism, and a shortened lifespan across all age groups. Mm. That's a tragedy. The U.S. itself, that was a mistake. Big time, big time. Big time mistake. Yeah. We're going to end the newscast right there. Let's do it. Call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on air. Thank you to our sponsor, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. You, too, can become a sponsor by subscribing over at patreon.com slash district sentinel. Find the sponsor tier for the subscription. The newscast is back tomorrow. We're here in D.C. so that you don't have to be.